So for perspective, it's a hundred mile race. There's 25,000 feet of elevation gain. And it's uh, a 20 mile lap consisting of some out and back sections. So you have to do the same thing five times in a row, essentially. You might be moving way slower, but now you need to raise the intensity. You might feel like you're pushing way harder, but you're probably going slower than you were earlier. I was so trained, you know, physically and emotionally that like that, no, no, I, it was all out there. I left it all out there. When you're, you know, you're doing difficult challenges almost willingly or willingly, you know, signing up for crazy events, just doing crazy shit. Yeah, it helps you process some of the more difficult things that are actually going on. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another LT360 podcast. We are in a new location, but you wouldn't know that anyways, and you probably don't care. It's all good. We're keeping it going, and I'm back with a second-time guest. He is uh, someone I went to high school with. I think we actually went to the same elementary school at some point. Um, we have so many ties that bound, uh, bound us together back in Rhode Island, so uh, I'm super excited to have him back on. He is an ultra, ultra athlete, uh, quite literally. And uh, he's back on because he wants to share his story with um, a recent race that he did. And I'm super excited to hear about it because I've only heard about it from the one and only David Goggins that everyone knows. So to, you know, have another connection to, to this and have it be so personal, I'm super excited to hear what it what it's like. Um, so welcome Eric Waz Wazalowski back on the podcast. Um, super stoked to have you here, bro. And he is out in Hawaii for everybody listening. So um, what's up, dude? In you know, re-engage. Let's 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 get right into it, right? Um yeah. so we, Eric, Eric was so excited to tell the story. He didn't know if we were, were rolling or not, and and he was already telling me about the the race, but um <laughs> get back into it, bro. What what did you what did you come on here today to talk about? Uh, yeah, so I just got finished doing the Hurt 100. It's a 100-mile uh, ultramarathon trail running race they do here on the island of Oahu. Uh, right now, I'm about like a mile from the start line. Last, like, uh, you know, six years or so, I've lived right in this general area, very close to the, you know, race course. And uh, like you said, I, you know, I always forget about that. Like, a lot of people know about this race because of Goggins. You know, he wrote about oh, yeah. it in his book. A lot. Yeah, that's where I feel like it gained a lot of popularity as well as, you know, other, you know, great ultra athletes coming out here and attempting this race. Uh, But I heard about it just from the neighborhood, you know, like just being out in the trail community and running on the the mountain often. uh, That's how I heard about it, you know, friends and, you know, attempting this race and finishing this race and doing well at this race. So it was one of those things that got, you know, me super interested in it and, you know, super hungry to get this sort of thing done. Bro, it's crazy to think about, like, you know, like, uh, I think I have a vivid memory, bro, of you, like, wringing out your shirt during Hell Week football practice. And you be, you know, like, you, <laughs> you, like, we're not this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, yeah. The, the person you are compared to like that vision I have of you is so different. It couldn't be more opposite ends of the spectrum. Um, but it's so crazy, bro. It's so dope to see that, like that change. And obviously for all of you guys listening, like we talked at the beginning of COVID, it was um, 
it was about two and a half years ago. And mm-hmm. uh, that was when we did our first podcast. And you were, uh, you know, you had been living out there for what, three, four years at that point, but you were just really oh, starting um, to like kind of hit the ground running and getting into competitions, right? You mm-hmm. started to fly back onto the the mainland. You were going to races in Washington and, um, and you know, Nevada and places like that, right? That you were hitting up for races and you were yep. on the, the route of getting, you know, sponsored and doing all this. And um, it, it's crazy to see that you've like, you've taken like a Spartan race to the Hurt 100 in a two year span, bro. Like that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, I could go bang out a Spartan race for sure. Mm-hmm. Like next week, if I had to, like, I could go do that. But you're you out here that. hitting like in two years. You like nah. I I took twelve steps. I'm at the top level. I'm at I'm I'm doing one of the hardest races. So I want to hear your experience, bro, because it's it's um it's motivating to see you just continue to grow like this. Honestly, I, de- I definitely appreciate that, Dylan. Uh, but yeah, no, I did, definitely did start with a lot of those uh, Spartan races. You know, I travel the mainland, do some, and they have races. You know, go all the way from a five k up to a fifty k. I did their 24-hour race, you know, a couple of years ago in Telluride, uh, Colorado. And that, that was a super sick race where it was just like you're doing laps of this mountain over and over and over again. But, you know, when you're doing these extremely, extremely challenging events, you always want to know, oh, what's next? You know, that's, a, that's the question everybody's been asking me for the last little bit. Oh, what's next? Oh, you just did this absolutely crazy thing. What's next? I'm like, dude, I'm going to chill. I'm going to chill the fuck out for a little while, you know? You know, those things, uh, it, takes, it takes a lot out of you. You know, a race like this that I've seen so many people do, and it's, you know, so close to my, it's in my backyard. I wanted to do this race right. You know, I, gave, I wanted to give it my all and, you know, uh, got into training uh, right away. So I found out I got into the Hurt 100 after doing a Spartan race, coming through the finish line of a 50K, and I'm trash, you know, being out there for seven, eight hours. And all my friends at the finish line, wow, good job. By the way, you just got picked for hurt. They did the lottery this morning. Now you're in. And I'm like, oh, crap. All right. Now uh, now that's what's next. That yeah, is what's next. <laughs> Literally, you know? as you finish one thing, there's <laughs> things already there. That's crazy. It's like, all right, so that's what's next. Wonderful. I'm look. I'm going to, you know, it's one of those things you, they, how do you pick, get picked for this race? Everyone basically puts their name into a hat. And it's all based off a weighted lottery system where you get extra entries for doing certain things or being put on the wait list and such. So last year I was put on the wait list. Great. You know, didn't get to do the race. But this year I got picked. So for perspective, it's a 100-mile race. There's 25,000 feet of elevation gain. And it's uh, a 20-mile lap consisting of some out and back sections. So you have to do the same thing five times in a row with um, you know, looking at the steep elevation gain, obviously a distance, obviously it's the ass kicker of a race, but it's, they deal with a lot of, you know, technical areas where you're dealing with a lot of roots and rocks and undulated terrain that makes it very difficult to get, even get into a jogging motion in most yeah, places. Yeah, I remember specifically hearing, uh, reading Goggins' book and he was talking about how shitty he like the footwear he had on was for the yeah. train that that was about to engulf him because <laughs> he, 
that's I that's all I can I've never been to Hawaii but that's all I can imagine is just like it's fucking pebbles and rocks and dirt and and roots and just like it's yeah. it, it's a jungle right i mean yeah it's very much and uh what's neat about you know the area where they do the race on panelists it's essentially exactly that it's a jungle the mountainous jungle that is no more than three miles from waikiki beach so we're right there in the city so like at any moment you're on a station you could be on the beach very shortly <laughs> you know <laughs> and you're constantly seeing the same stuff over and over again. So it, um, the finisher rate is not good. Not many people finish this race to begin with. Yeah. You know, I think this year it was roughly about 40% finisher rate um, when 130 people or so toe the line to start. Um, yeah, not many people are finishing under the 36-hour so time. At, so you had about 120 people run the race and about 50 mm-hmm. probably finished. R- roughly that, yeah, give or take, maybe plus or minus a few, but yeah. The finisher rate definitely is not good for a race like this. Damn, bro, that's insane. Uh, but yeah, once you know, once I got picked, it you know, start like August, September. It was like, how am I going to do this? Who can help me do this? And I contacted a close friend, uh, you know, local ultra runner that has also finished this race, also has won this race. My friend Anna, who uh, has done this race three times, finished third, first, and then second. And you know, someone I'm like holy crap, really got my eye and interest in this race. So, you know, we collaborated and, you know, figured out the best way to get this race done and figure out a training plan and a process to periodize our training to hopefully peak come early January uh, when the, you know, race went on. So what does that look like? How long of a training uh, periodization was that consistent of? You had, when did you finish that 50K and find out that you had, gotten so it was quite literally going through the finish line of that 50k spartan race that i found out i got picked so yeah let's take a few days kind of rest recover and you know get back into the next thing you know and how many when did when was that 50k ending if the if the hurt 100 was at the end of january that that uh that race was at the end of august so a few, few months to kind of get back into it three yeah basically like three months maybe yeah okay so like 12 to 15 mm-hmm. weeks that makes sense something yeah roughly that but you can look at it as that you can look at it as a 12 to 15 week thing i think it looks uh more like you know years in the making i don't think something like this is something that you can just oh, kind of jump sure. into i think it's a really you know it's uh stacking year you know days on top of weeks on top of months on top of years and, you know, it, you know, it, it is a process, but uh, obviously, you know, when, when you find out it's, you know, it's game time, it's spending a lot more time outside. It's spending a lot more time in the gym and a lot more time in the kitchen as well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> e- eating quite, qu- quite a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of calories. I remember we talked about that a lot on the last podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's like the pure volume of food that you have to intake for the amount of you know work that you're doing like the output for mm-hmm. that many hours is insane and i don't think yeah. people have understanding or recollection of like what it takes to actually physically perform in a shitty environment at a high mm-hmm. level for eight nine ten hours right? mm-hmm. yeah no for sure and you know leading up to the race uh the race we 
had a 55 miler that we did. And this was after, you know, that was in mid October. So that was like going to be my prep race, you know, if you gotcha. will, you know, to train through race. Uh, obviously it sounds ridiculous training through a 55 miler, but what? you know, we put, put in the work for this to kind of, you know, run a trial. How, how's your n- nutrition going to work? We tried to go towards a lot of liquid calories and it worked out well where, you know, I'm making bottles of, you know, scratch and tailwind. It's like a Gatorade kind of thing, sports drink. Yeah. And, uh, you know, letting your body consume calories that way um, was a huge, a huge breakdown and expend more energy breaking down what you're taking it's, in. To, to I see it. You know, a lot, a lot of people love real food. I do. I'll eat some fruit and stuff like that. But, you know, say you're eating any like sort of hard granola bar. It's, it's tiring doing all that chewing, you know. <laughs> That's even more energy getting expanded. No, that, that makes sense. Plus your digestive system has to work a lot harder to extract the nutrients from whatever solid food you, you have. So that makes a yeah, lot of sense, bro. Um, what is on a day-to-day basis anyway, what is your regimen? How many or on a week to week basis, I could say what, what, how many days of running? Um, how many sure. days of like specific gym work are you doing? How does that even look for you? So uh, leading up to the, you know, the event, it was probably closer. It was probably like five days of running. I know some people have to do six, seven days of running. Um, and, you know, some people maybe take a rest, a couple rest days out of the month. But sometimes like, they, sometimes less is more, you know, sometimes you're doing too much and that's not good for you. Uh, so yeah, I was doing about five days a week of running and then I'd probably do one to two days in the gym. And I'd, pro- I'd always have one day a week that I wouldn't I'd probably keep it as a full rest day, you know, some sort of active recovery, maybe, you know, go for easy hike with the dog or something like that. Uh, but it was, you know, from 10 to, you know, maybe eight to 15 hours of trail running a week. And then I'd probably put in two hours in the gym. Okay. Where, the, you know, running's consisting of just a lot of hill training, going, you know, a lot of cl- a lot of climbing, power hiking, running uphill, uh, you know, hiking up hills, jogging down them, and, you know, just spending a lot of time on feet. Uh, you know, some intensity here and there, uh, but mostly intensity was uh, done in the gym where, you know, we're working on a lot of strength training because, it, well, and then a lot of single leg movements as well because running is just a series of single leg movements one after another. Love so consisting a lot of step ups, jump rope like single leg jump rope, um, you know, all sorts, you know, split squats and all sorts of that crap. Uh, but, you know, I feel like that really strengthens all the, you know, the knees and the ankles as well, you know, as well as, you know, the mus- muscular system as well. Yeah, for sure, bro. That's, that's dope. So um, in terms of your trail running, you're doing, mm-hmm. you said some power hiking, you said you're throwing some intensity. So is it like more, long distance you're just trying to go for a certain amount of time and you're maybe like throwing in intervals where you're like all right for the next three four minutes i'm going to kind of push the pace and then i'll slow it back down do you do like a fart leg style of, of that sort um uh, i will here and there but you know i don't think the intent uh, i'm not touching certain intensities in a race of this distance this race yeah. took me 26 hours so the intensity aspect of it is like there's not much intensity. So you try to find that zone, that, that all day zone, 
you know, where um, I do a lot of math training. It's the maximum aerobic function. So it's basically mm-hmm. how hard can you push it aerobically? You know, you're not yeah. pushing, pushing the needle where you're building lactic acid and you're over, you know, you're spilling over the well. You want to go slow enough, but you want to, you want to be moving. It's a race, you know, you want to be moving at a, at a decent clip. And that's going to help you be able to be somewhat decent later in the race where you might be moving way slower, but now you need to raise the intensity. You know, you need it. You might feel like you're pushing way harder, but you're probably going slower than you were earlier. You're probably still going, yes, two miles per hour slower than you started. Um, oh, most definitely. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let me ask you this then. Um, you took you 26 hours. Where did you finish? I was the fourth overall finisher. I was the third male finisher for this race. You're a fucking savage. Yeah. <laughs> it was, you know, it was, I think I had, uh, you know, I was very ready for this race, you know, yeah. and I was extremely prepared for the terrain. I lived, I spent, you know, five days a week up there. You know, some people are coming out here for the first time, never experiencing this sort of thing. And I was even thinking that, you know, when we started the race, because, I used to get lost up there all the time. There's so many, it's a highway system of trails up there and they're all intertwining. And I couldn't imagine someone being like, oh, oops, blew past this turn. You know, I know every turn and rock and route on that mountain for the most part. So I was very much, you know, I'm just going to run my race. I'm not going to go out slow. I'm going to, you know, run at a conservative enough effort that I'm going to keep some gas in the tank at all times. That's what's so cool. You know, it was, uh, it was a fun experience. You know, my house was eat, sleep, live, hurt for a few months. You know, it was, that's all it was, you know? And once the the race came, um, it was, you know, a lot of preparation and visualization to get to that start line. You know, that's one thing I'm huge in is visualizing what the hell you're doing. You know, it's what helps me go to sleep. You know, I'm going to visualize the race. I'm going to, prepare for it in a way that I already, when I get to the star line, I already know what the fuck's going to happen. I already ran this race. I already visualized what's going to go down at each point. So there's not going to be any surprises. There's not going to be anything that I'm not sure of. I wanted to leave no stone unturned. That's what's up. Uh, I love that. Now, what, um, from a, from the standpoint of like visual visualization, what is you know on a day-to-day basis what does that look like for you how are you practicing that or how do because that's just as much training right so we talk about like oh i'm trail running and oh i'm doing shit in the gym but like practicing visualization and meditating on that vision of yourself crossing the finish line starting race that's all just as important right that is training so everyone says when you, you know, a lot of the time I'll get, get finished with something like that. And they're like, wow, that's a crazy mental feat. Like you got, you're so mentally strong, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, it's a physical, like you physically cover the distance, you know? So you do got to be very, phys- you know, it's, a, <laughs> it's not just mental, you know, so you got to be very physically strong and able to do something, but that's a part of it. You know, that's just a part of it. And when you're not training, physically you have to be training mentally as well like so the physical 
component of it is just a portion of your training. Obviously, you want to spend time on the trails and in the gym and getting ready for it. But when you're not doing that, you have to be training your mental side of things as well, because this is a mental feat. Like yeah. you're stuck in your own mind for so long in an event like this with your doubts and your concerns. And the more you do, you know, visualizing these things, there's going to be less and less doubt that you're going to be coming across. Yeah, it's because almost like it's almost like the mental part of the race is done beforehand, right? Uh, very much so. like, like you said, it's the physical part that actually gets you from the starting line to the finish line. But the mental work that you do before you get to that starting line is really what propels you. It's not the it's not the race that's the mental feat. It's the mm -hmm. the work you do beforehand mentally that allows you to complete it physically. No, most definitely. That's what will take a lot of people out is the doubt in the, in themselves and their ability to keep going. Yeah, man. And then obviously, I mean, in order to have that amount of confidence, um, you have to put in the fucking work too, right? Like you can't, you can't just, sure. you can't just sit on your couch and visualize it and go, all right, I'm not going to train for I'm three gonna, months, I'm but I'm going to visualize the shit out of this. And then I'm going to do that. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would work too well either. Um, which is, you yeah. know, why people talk about like, uh, I've heard it explained as like you, you, your work on the mind and the work on the, on the body allows you to complete something like that, which engulfs you spiritually. So it's mm -hmm. more of like, when you cross that finish line, your spirit actually has like a higher level of, of being and self-confidence. And it was the mental and physical work you know, that you did combine to get you there. Um, would yeah, you agree, sure. Would you agree that like after you finish these things, you spiritually have like a higher level of confidence and just um, like being humble, right? I mean, you're humbled mm -hmm. on these, on these, you know, terrains. and these, Yeah, uh, it, it gets you to think it's like, well, what else can you do? You know, what else can you push the body and mind to, uh, to get done? And it takes, you know, something that super very much interests you to lock in on something and to obsess over something to get that mission done and that mission accomplished. Yeah, man. And so like, you know, like this in particular, I felt like, it, you know, I was in a way called to do this, you know, I had the shadow of this mountain over me for, you know, several years. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get after this thing. Damn, bro, that's so amazing that you like you pulled off a fourth place finish. What was no, it wasn't easy. You know, there was uh, you know a lot of uh, you know tough competition that you know came into this race. Um, you know, we started out you know just hiking up the first hill. You know, talking story with a couple of people. Uh, I met Alyssa Clark, who's the female winner. I met Nate, uh, who won one for the men. When I heard his name, I was like, wait, didn't you win this race before? He goes, yep. And I'm like, oh, damn it. This guy's good. <laughs> and, you know, badass local runners as well. Uh, Sergio and Nate, they're, you know, they're both kick-ass local guys. So it was kind of just like, let's go out and let's, you know, have fun. That was my motto for the first two laps was, you know, fun. And it was also an acronym for fuck up nothing. Where <laughs> planning plan to, plan to go the way it's written. You know, 
We, we don't want any, we don't want to throw any curveballs. We don't want to get caught up in, oh my goodness, look how fast this guy's going. Let me try to keep up. It was no, let's go out, you know, conser- conservative hard and, you know, just see how well the body can do. Crazy. And it's um, like in a, race, in a race like that, you want to, you know, any goal is just do the best the body can do on that day. And yeah. wherever that leads me, sick, you know? So be it. Exactly. And it was, uh, I was nowhere near fourth all day. You know, I was, you know, just cruising, maybe top 10, you know, I had no idea. Placement didn't matter. Passing back and forth, you know, running with some of the same guys all day. And then I realized like the night starts to fall. And then I see people that were, you know, cause you see these out and backs, you're constantly seeing the people you're racing with all day and kind of seeing how far they're in front of you. And I'm like, where the heck are these guys? And they're like, oh, no, they're at the aid station not doing too good. And I'm like, oh, crap. Okay. Wow. We're, we're in it. Like, we're kind of in it right now. And, you know, we're still feeling all right. We pick up a pacer. We, you know, we start to run with a couple of guys. And then I think, you know, once it got dark is where, you know, home field advantage sort of comes into play. And, you know, I'm like, oh, excuse me on uh, Manoa Cliff downhill. I've ran this, you know, maybe – 70, 80, 90 times before I know every step. So, the, you know, the dark cliff side isn't as scary to me. And, you know, we, you know, we fly by. I was like, oh, we got a couple bodies there. Okay. Now we're in it. You know, it's nighttime. Pick up another pacer, lap four. You know, buddy of mine I was, uh, I've been working with for years that him and I have been doing a lot of visualization about this race, you know, a lot of talking about this race. It's like, oh, now we're doing it, man. Like, you know, now we're, now we're acting on it. You know, we're shooting the shit in the jungle, you know, try, trying to keep a solid pace. And then I realized, like, oh, we're coming in the last lap right now. And my crew's telling me that the fourth place guy just, I mean, the third place guy just left. And I'm like, oh, like, like just that was the guy that we just crossed past. He's like, yeah, he's in third place. And I'm like, oh, crap. Well, right now is the time to run. You know, yeah. now it's the time to, you know, push that pace a little bit when the body's hurting and it, let's see how well it can hold on. You know, I picked up a, a pacer, a guy I've never met before. You know, my, my, my crew is like, oh, you're going to run with this guy? Like, you know, I was like, I don't even know who that this guy is. But you're not going to complain to somebody that you don't know. Like, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, not at all. <laughs> He's like, no, let's just keep moving. You know, you're, you got, you know, it's probably five hours left for you. Let's, like, get it done. And, uh, you know, we, we, we found that other guy at the, you know, the next aid station with his crew and, uh, it's a Japanese runner. You know, we obviously a language barrier. We couldn't communicate too much and he sees me and he feels the blood in the water. He stood right up and like got out of it. And I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> and then he got my, my, my rowdy friends that are like, go for the kill. Go for the kill! Take him out! And I'm like, oh crap! Uh, all right, let's let's giddy up, you know. And uh, you know, after we passed him, I was running so damn scared because I was like, holy crap, dude! I'm in third. I'm third male right now. That's a that's a podium spot, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, I just you know ran scared because I knew he was on the hunt as well. Yeah, and uh, that last little push to the finish where it was like, all right, we got one downhill to go. That same downhill I passed people on late, you know, late in the night. I was like, all right, we got to just slam my feet into the ground. 
And, you know, it was very painful because you're running on rocks for, you know, damn near 24 hours at this point, And the feet are in pretty rough shape, you know? But, mm-hmm. like, the, the pain is not going to last that long. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's going to end when I get to the finish line. So the quicker we get to the finish line, the sooner the pain stops, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or so you think. The pain still goes on for a week later, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, ran scared as hell. You know, got to the finish line. Almost caught the second guy. I was running so scared. You know, I beat by a couple minutes. And, uh, you know, it was one of those, like, oh, you could have caught him. He's like, no, 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 no way. There's no way because everything yeah. I, did, I, I left everything out there. There was nothing left. Okay. I was so drained, you know, physically and emotionally that like that. No, no, I. It was all out there. I left it all out there, and it, you know, it was a good feeling to you know do that hard thing that you you know it's kind of set out to do. Bro, so when you finished, what time of day was it? It was eight o'clock in the morning. So we started at 6 a.m. on a Saturday, and I finished 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. Right in time for breakfast. Fuck. <laughs> um, when, when you are running, what are you refueling with? Uh, do, you have like, do you have like a fanny pack with, you know, uh, chew tablets and gels? And like, how often are you drinking water? What does that look like? Because I'm sure people are sitting so- here like what is it? How does he just run for 26 hours straight with no- i think fueling is probably the most uh important thing in a race like this obviously physically mentally but you also have to train your stomach in an event like this like when you're going out for your training runs you have to be consuming calories you know you can yeah. digest from anywhere from 200 to 300 calories per hour and i think a lot of problems with a lot of these ultra run- a lot of ultra runners is they don't really train the stomach and that's very important to try to consume that much many calories because you're expending even more. Mm, so more. I, sure. I do a lot of liquid calories that is very important, such as like scratch and tailwind. It's a powder that you mix with water and you sip on that. Uh, so you're getting your sodium content, some of your electrolytes, as well as calories, like all, you know, ton of carbohydrates. Uh, as far as like gels and stuff, I like to use, spring energy gels they're made with like real food they're a little bit easier to digest for a longer period it's basically like it's baby food that's all it is. yeah you know yeah I, mean? I was gonna say it's probably similar just mushed up baby food exactly oh i i buy baby food from the store because it's cheaper than those gels sometimes like apples those <laughs> applesauce packets like i yeah. you know i would do a lot of those they're a little bit cheaper you know they're good no that's what's uh, and then like at the aid sta- the aid stations are amazing at like these ultra races you know i've seen Race I've done, they had mac and cheese at a fire pit. I've seen all like all sorts of soups and cheese quesadillas and you know the most elaborate you know things. Uh, but I like to try to keep it a little more simple. You know, I like uh, you know water watermelon is probably one of my favorite things to eat okay. during a race. Sprinkle maybe sprinkle a little like table salt on top of it, uh, so you get and. It's just, you know, sugar, salt, and water, you know. Uh, bananas it. are great as well. Uh, salted potatoes as well as, and then later in the night, one thing I did a lot of was uh, like a bone, a beef bone broth. Perfect. That was, I was that was literally about to be my next question because you, yeah. you said soup. That made me think of that. 
Yeah. I found this company that sells these bone beef bone broth in like a liquid IV type package. And you just mix it with hot water. And it is, I think, perfect for, you know, uh, an added thing of nutrition for something like that because you're gaining protein back in, trying to repair some of that muscle. You know, it's liquid, so you're getting hydrated. And obviously, it's super salty. So I, I, it was, I thought that was awesome. Because I've done soups before, but this bone broth is like some, it was like some gourmet shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that, sounds, that sounds fire. And I can't imagine how much more, like, invigorating those taste buds must feel like when you're in that state of like fucking pure yeah, cup of soup, dude. Like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah bro you start getting hot and sweaty bro that's <laughs> i can imagine that shit's probably better than sex at that point it's like it's a close it's a close call oh, oh yeah let's take the bone broth at that point <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah fuck yeah that's hilarious bro god damn um, yeah no viewing is uh it's very very important because a lot of things i'll take you out in those races is stomach issues if you're not you know accustomed to eating these foods for long periods of time you're gonna have gut bombs you're gonna be shitting your pants you're gonna be throwing up you're not gonna be able to keep food down you can't keep food down you can't keep moving because you know it's it just you're gonna fall apart at some point you know yeah that's terrible that's a terrible feeling or if you're just shitting yeah. your pants while you're doing it i mean that's oh yeah i, I totally I totally smelled a shit when I was on the trail on one of my laps. It was like four or five. I just looked directly at nine o'clock and this dude just squatted down off the trail. And I'm like, oh, bro, what? <laughs> like, do you, man? Just, you know, I, and I, it was, we didn't say anything. We locked eyes with each other, didn't say a word. And I was like, that's a, you know, it's a pretty normal occurrence, to be honest. You know, it's not that. <laughs> yeah, just keep um, moving. <laughs> so what do you, would you normally go at an aid station? Is that what? The, the uh yeah um so i always pee on the uphill you know i'm not afraid to uh take take it out and let the uh let the stream flow as i'm hiking uphill that's another important piece of training as well as an important reason why we wear the short shorts uh you know I can take them out you know let it go for a little bit uh, as far as dropping a two um i didn't feel the need to I did once at like, you know, end of lap three, it was probably water because I've been just, you know, mostly drinking my uh, calories. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you want to take care of that in aid station if you can. If not, off trail, hey, yeah. when, it, when duty calls, you got to. It is what it is when duty calls. You got to be ready. It's not, it's a good idea to have a couple Kleenex and a Ziploc bag. Yeah. Uh, just in case. Uh, <laughs> what uh what do you carry on you do you have some sort of uh like knapsack fanny pack thing is that is that pretty much yeah it? so i'll wear like a uh a waist belt for early in the day i wore a waist belt that could carry you know some gels on the sides and in the back as well as a water bottle in the front uh then i would have those little handheld water bottles as well that i could you know stuff some you know, gels as well as my salts in there uh, for when I needed it. As the day went on later in the day, I wanted to carry like an extra pack later as the night went on because I wanted to have like extra headlamp and such like that. So then I could throw on a, you know, a uh, running vest that would also carry a couple water bottles in it, extra food. Uh, like I said, like headlamp and stuff, extra, extra yeah, set of batteries. Adding like 
two or three pounds as you run through the night. Yeah, of, you want to carry a little bit more with you. That makes sense. And because uh, you're going a little bit slower too. Yeah, and, and then at that point, you're not worried about the pace and the intensity, right? Um, so what about, uh, what are you wearing besides short shorts? <laughs> um, what Short like, shorts, that's it, baby. That's it, baby. <laughs> um, do, all right, let me ask you this then. Uh, are, do bugs play an issue? Do you get like, do you get um, caught up is that possible had complications yeah there'll be some mosquitoes and stuff like that but i i I can't even tell you last time i used bug spray or any of that crap you know it's definitely really not issue like the wildlife here is essentially non-existent you know you'll see a lot of chickens and you'll see some pigs you might see uh, some cats out there you know stray cats out there but yeah nothing that's really gonna okay nothing that's gonna bother you um shoe wear then what do what do you wear for this? so uh obviously you can't just throw on a pair of uh nikes for something like this you could but it, it's gonna be very slippery and yeah. you kind of your feet are gonna get beat up a little bit uh so i use a a brand called vj shoes usa they're a oregon-based company uh they market towards a lot of obstacle course and uh sky races so things that need a lot of grit when you're on difficult terrain for the most part uh so i found that they work really well for this because you're dealing with a lot of wet rocks and slick surfaces and they use a very good rubber that almost sticks to these surfaces uh you need some sort of lugs on them as well i think they use about a six mil lug you know picture like a football cleat you know yeah yeah you're okay. able to dig into you know the dirt a little bit so you're not going to be moving around when you're running on a downhill and you have one foot planted. You got mm-hmm. a little bit of traction. Uh, so, that, you know, that's important. I also use uh, in dingy socks. They're like those toe socks. Uh, yeah, I, never really bro, I have some of those. Those are really good. Um, I never knew why. I always thought they were silly looking, kind of uncomfortable, like in between your toes. Uh, but one thing I realized was there's no skin friction. When you're doing yeah. something wrong and your feet are, your toes are just rubbing up against each other, creating this friction, it's, you're going to have a ton of blisters. Your feet are going to get extra beat up. Uh, you know, so when you have that, that cloth in between the toes, you're not going to have that rubbing skin against skin. And that's and one I'm thing that was. Yeah, I have some of those socks. They're, they're great. I love those. Mm-hmm. And like, um, we, we know for the race, we tra- we change shoes, we change socks, like, you know, every 20 miles or so to try to keep the feet as fresh that. as we could. Okay. Uh, we had a few pairs of shoes in the arsenal, re- you know, yeah, ready to go. I think I was even overkill, to be honest, because we had absolutely fantastic conditions. It was very dry. Uh, but I know, you know, once you get foot pain, it, you know, it's very difficult to, you know, push at a good clip. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not fun. Do you have any ongoing issues, injuries, things that you've had to work through, um, things that pop up regularly? No. <laughs> Which is very, you know, it's strange for you know that this sport in particular because a lot of guys, you know, they do too much and get hurt, or there's too much intensity and they get hurt. Um, I've worked with coaches in the past. Um, 
Ryan Kempton in particular, and I wanted to, like, I know how to run. I know what to do. I know you should run easy a lot, but I want, I needed injury prevention stuff. I needed stuff to be like, well, I want to keep doing this, not for weeks and months, but like years and maybe decades, you know, I want to be able to keep going. So uh, I do a lot of injury prevention stuff. Like we do, I do some stuff in the pool. Um, if you're familiar with the Burkendo method, it's basically like moving in the pool. It's like water aerobics, if you will. You strap on like one of those flotation belts, like the, you know, auntie grandma's doing it in the pool. At the YMCA. And, you know, kind of, at the YMCA. And you're kind of just moving freely. You know, you're kind of, you don't have any, uh, there's no impact when you're out there and your joints can move freely. Like imagine just floating there in the pool in the deep end, not even moving it, like it's healing your body, you know, and then you can move in different ways that you can't on land. So I'd quite literally be doing like jogging. It's aqua jogging in the pool on a day that I'm not running. So it's like, oh, I'm out there getting a little cardio in, I'm moving in that same motion, but you're getting that compression from the water that isn't impacting your body, you know? And it's, I always feel so good after those events, you know? I do, I do those, you know, workouts, hop in the pool for 30 minutes or doing different type of strength exercises um, is very important. Yeah. And I don't spend a lot of time on concrete. You definitely don't spend a lot of time on the concrete. I don't spend a lot of time on the concrete running where, you know, running the roads and such. I do spend a lot of time on the soft ground where, you know, you're getting that grounding aspect as well. Yeah, uh, and it's, it's I think it's, it's very important as well. And it's more, much more cushion. There's less impact in that as well. Yeah, we've killed ourselves with concrete, bro. It's everywhere, man. Yeah, we can't get away from it. No, it's, it's, it's not good. Um, and and particularly swimming and, and being in the water is, I tell people all the time, it might be the best exercise in the world because mm-hmm. of the simple fact that you have the compression, which is creating uh, a natural pump for your blood and lactic acid. And, mm-hmm. and it is healing just being in the water. And then on top of that, as you move, you have, you have resistance in all directions at a small level, but your joints aren't experiencing the impact. So you get synovial fluid production, but you don't get all of the, you know, jarring of, of impact and you don't have to experience any force reduction or absorption through your joints or through the bones. So it's just literally all muscular benefits and your joints get the ease of not having to deal with that shit it's it's something that i wish i could make happen more or i could get a lot more time to at a higher priority but i don't do enough of it um yeah same thing here it's always after you know you get out of the pool it's like oh man i'm gonna do that more yeah and then it's like (laughs) yeah it's like and if you do it up three weeks later it's like oh wait i remember my body feels good after i do this and then oh no i'm just gonna lift weights and run run the hills you know you gotta you gotta have a good balance you know yeah for sure it seems like you do bro to to do this and not have any chronic injuries is is kudos to you man like the the Mm. amount of stuff that you have have had to you know seek out in order to prevent those things because you can't just 
you can't just be like, yeah, sure. I'm just going to try to be a fucking trail runner and run the hurt 100. And like, I'm not, I'm just going to go for it and like not learn in that process and not dig for information and seek out network, uh, you know, with individuals that can help you get there and improve and be humble in the journey of like, I gotta, I have to take this person's, you know, ideas and see what I like about them and what works for me and not just be like, yeah, whatever you're saying, bro, I don't care. You have to be open yeah. to, to what they say. I think every, everyone for the most part has like good information you can take from them. So the more people, you know, the more good information you can take from all these individuals, like, Oh, I like that. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And then you make it your own and you combine all these things. I think it's the best way you're le- You got to learn from these people. We don't know everything. I don't know everything. We know a decent amount, you know, a decent amount, but you take pieces from me and take pieces from so-and-so and then you create something better. It's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. I totally agree, man. I always used to say um, every person we meet is an opportunity to help or learn from. Like mm-hmm. they either need something from you or you can take something from them, you know, and like yeah. at any point you have the opportunity to impact that person. Right. Um, that is true that's that's what's up bro uh what you have anything on the agenda on the calendar so yeah what, but what, what next, is next <laughs> what is that uh like yeah just so like I, i'm I, gonna walk a 5k for a foundation like what is it like uh no i actually got a race next saturday <laughs> i'm gonna no. do uh so hurt they have uh, a really really awesome race series that you know they do shorter races that get progressively harder as the year goes on until they build up to the Hurt 100. So, uh, you definitely, you know, if you're here in Oahu, you can do these shorter races. You don't got to do the, these gnarly, gnarly events, you know. Uh, I like to do, you know, difficult things. I try to, you know, find out what's have, the next hardest thing. Yeah, have fun and do there's, the other there's, things. There's a few run. things that I'm thinking about, but right now we're going to enjoy the process and, uh, kind of continue to build up so i'm gonna do this race on saturday i uh i'm gonna travel to the mainland to do a spartan race soon uh but mostly to get ready for a really sick race uh the broken arrow sky race it's in uh lake tahoe and it's one of those uh races where you're up there on mountaintop and dealing with really really gnarly terrain but it's one of those that the best of the best in that area go to. So it's going to be pretty sick seeing some of these like professional guys out there uh, absolutely ripping up the mountain. And for you, that's a little different terrain, right? That's a little different. Oh, most definitely. Plus, I'm not going to be at sea level either. That's going to be, <laughs> you're going to be up in some real mountains, you know? This is true. The, 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 the hill that we were hiking up and down is probably about, you know, 2,000 feet. You know, and we're sitting there. That's the highest point for a race like, you know, hurt. Yeah, that's crazy compared to Lake Tahoe. Yeah, that's going to be a lot different. Oh, yeah. Um, I think you start at like 6,000 up there. Now, that's going to be, that's a, that's a training uh, phenomenon, right? How can you, how can you train at a lack of oxygen to induce the, what we would feel like being at high altitude and lower oxygen levels there is zero substitute for altitude zero there's different things that you can do uh i've heard even studies of humidity can be 
you know, comparable to altitude training. We got a lot of humidity here in Hawaii, but that it's not nothing like being up at altitude for long periods of time. But I can go inner island. I can fly to Maui and go up to 10,000 feet or big island, go up to 13,000 feet. Uh, but unless you're spending copious amounts of time there, your body's not making the proper adapt- adaptation. Yeah. Yeah, there's no change in like the actual viscosity of your blood and the hemoglobin and all yeah. that stuff that plays a bigger factor. Um, it's uh, just gonna be sucking wind. <laughs> sucking wind, bro. Just trying to get along. What, so, so what? What is this for you now? Like, what? You know, uh, you're talking about flying here and flying there, and like, are I haven't even heard. I don't know. Are you sponsored? Do you have like companies that are, are paying you to go, you know, compete at these things? Are you getting paid for winning these things and you're just taking all the risk of going? How does this, how, what, what is your life? What is, what do you do? On my day to day, I'm a bartender. I work four to five days a week in Waikiki at a bar, uh, okay. the restaurant bar. That's what pays the bills. This yeah. running shit, Ain't paying the bill. Nothing. So this is, uh, for the most part, purely for the love of the game. Uh, I've worked with a few companies that, you know, Salt Stick is one of them. They'll send me some products. Uh, I work with a local hiking store, Uloha, that is super badass. They help me with gear uh, from time to time when I need it, uh, as well as just, you know, good local, you know, uh, company to work with. Uh, but outside of that, no, I'm not working with anybody. I would love a shoe sponsor. I would love, uh, you know, a company to send me some footwear. Maybe some of them in gingy socks would be nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing it for the, the love, you know, the, the, like I would be doing this shit anyway, regardless yeah, of anything. There's nobody telling me to do what, you know? So it's just, I'm doing this shit because this is what I like to do. It's my favorite thing to do. That's dope. Um, and you're, you, you you plan on you know hopefully making some connections in the game, but you're gonna regardless continue to do it. Um, do you do you ever want to leave Hawaii? This was a topic of conversation when we when we talked last time. I think. Have you ever? Do you want to leave? Do you? I mean, you you were talking about it before we got on. Like, I think your mom's out there. You miss mm-hmm. you miss family. You got a sister, right? Back uh-huh. home. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, no, no, I don't. I, I thought about it, you know, it, you try to weigh pros and cons, and it's tough to beat this friggin' island here, man. We got a great community, we got a great supporting cast, we got a great team. So, it, it, it'd be tough to live, it'd be tough to leave yeah. here, yeah, because that's your life now. You've established, this is, you know, it, this, we, I feel like you just people live a happy, healthy life here. And that's what I want to continue doing. That's what's up. And and I don't have any time frame, but I'm enjoying. We're enjoying where we're at right now. Yeah, and you've been you've been there six years, right? Yeah, I think it's about six years now. I think October will be seven. Damn, that's crazy, man. Kudos to yeah, you. this. Is, there's so much so much value i'm sure and what you've what you've experienced and learned living out there and then obviously you know um you've learned about yourself just from doing all of this stuff and um Mm -hmm. you know we you 
you obviously uh, had, you know, lost your dad and everything, and that played such a vital role in in your, um, I'm sure your mental capacity and mental uh, desire to just be on the mountain, right, and to just run and be connected to you know nothing but your thoughts and like everything else that's bigger bigger than you and bigger than that so um mm-hmm. it, it's great yeah that's, that a, that's a, definitely a huge fuel for my fire of course you know yeah yeah and and do you feel like it continues to help because uh, that's not something that like you know I, I i'm fortunate that i haven't had anything monstrous like that in my life that I've had to face but everyone I've ever talked to that has has always said like it's not you know grief doesn't just like end right it's not just no like, no oh, it's a it's, it's, a, it's line. we reached the finish line I'm done yeah exactly it's one of those things obviously it comes in waves and you got to use it as fuel for your fire when you're going through these difficult trials that life throws at you when you're you know you're doing difficult challenges almost willingly or willingly, you know, signing up for crazy events or just doing crazy shit. Yeah, it helps you process some of the more difficult things that are actually going on in life. Yeah. That it's going to able to help you, you know, deal with those things. Uh, And it gives you, you know, a little bit more, more sense of purpose yeah, it's perspective, it's purpose, it, it's uh, realizing that like what what you put your through yourself through is is difficult, but what life puts you through is always going to be harder. And like mm-hmm. if you can if you can put yourself through it, then you know uh, it won't seem as bad, right? It's all relative. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean the most basic thing people talk about uh, is like take a cold shower in the morning because it sucks and no one actually wants to do it, but it makes the rest of your day feel a little easier. Um, It'll make the rest of your day a little bit easier. Yeah, like on a day to day, I might go out for a long training run and then, you know, I just did 15 miles, you know, and you're going to work and everyone's super stressed out because the food takes a long time to come to the table. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Like, that's not, (laughs) is that the most difficult part of your day? Like that, that this is it. You're going to fixate on this very minor detail. And that's going to be the, the end all be all that tips you over. Um, Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's a, I mean, it's a great perspective to have, man. Um, Always respect that you, you, you walk through life like that. It's, it's not easy. Um, yeah, no, obviously. Yeah. It's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time. You no, know? no, <laughs> it can't be. I've learned that for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. You got, it's all, you're going to be balanced one way. You're going to be, you know, dealing mm-hmm. with the highs. You're going to, you're going to get some lows coming your way at some point. Yeah. For, <laughs> for sure. There's, there's a, uh, you see, some could argue there's more lows than there's, there's ups, but it's it's all how you look at it. You take it as a uh, uh, a bump on the chin. It's like whatever. You got to just keep moving, keep keep going. Um, so that's what's no, that is true. That is true. Um, yeah. During uh, also definitely do want to touch on you know um, during this whole process leading up to the you know the race and whatnot during the race and after um, the buddy of mine uh, one of my buddies David. Uh, D-Row, he goes by, uh, he's a big time, 
uh, we're shooting a documentary. He's a big time film guy. Um, and he came to me with this idea of, you know, let's do something for this crazy thing you're doing. You know, let's do something to show the process as well as the things that it takes to do something like this. Uh, so we put together a, a pretty sick film that, you know, should be getting released soon, hoping to uh, bring it to the Hawaii Film Festival and uh, kind of tell the story a little bit more. Uh, you know, touching on a lot of the shit that we touched on, such as visualization and mindset. But, you know, going into the race a little bit and kind of seeing, you know, what the heck this is. Yeah, what it actually looks like being mm-hmm. Yeah. So did he follow? Did he follow you? You had the crew like follow you for a little bit of yeah, time. Yeah. So he came out and uh, came to a lot of training runs and some gym sessions and got shots, uh, as well as he was there the entire 26 hours <laughs> of the race, trying to uh, find me at different aid stations and uh, trying to paint the picture a little bit. That's unreal, bro. That is so cool. How long is the film gonna be? I have no clue. He is, uh, you know, he's got all that shit under control. I did my part already. Um, yeah, yeah, you're like, whatever, bro. Yeah, <laughs> as far as length and stuff like that, I don't know. We got a lot We got a lot of shit that we're, you know, going through. I think it's pretty close to uh, being completed, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be sharing it as soon as it, as soon as it is. So, uh is this something you're going to try to get on any platforms or are you just going to throw it up on YouTube and, and share? We're probably going to um, see how it goes with the Hawaii film festival. Yeah. Uh, see how that, you know, that people judging the film goes, uh, we'll probably throw it up on YouTube. Um, I don't know if we're going to try to push for any platforms, but we'll start with YouTube and see, you know, where I can go from there. That's what's up, bro. Congrats. That's so sick. Is there a name for it? Uh, I believe I believe I'm not entirely sure if we have decided on a name yet. For okay. It. All right. I don't want I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll find a way to we'll find a way to highlight. It. You'll have to let me know. Uh-huh. What we can do is I'll post. I'll post a, a clip of this or, you know, a link to this with the name, highlighting the name mm. and where to find that and the link to definitely, it. Definitely, definitely. That'd be yeah. super sick. That I'm, I'm fucking stoked to see that because, like, I'm sitting here trying to – I'm trying to visualize what you were doing in the Hurt 100, like what it looks like, what, you mm. know, at 8 a.m. when you cross the finish line. Are you <laughs> – like well, it wasn't so pretty. Yeah, like a zombie, you know, crossed with like looking like Rambo with just fucking dirt all over the face. <laughs> like, what, what does that look something like? Something like that. It's something like yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, I'm excited. That's gonna be sick. Um, to 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 watch. I'm I'm excited to share that. I'm excited to share. Yeah, that. it'll tell a good. It'll tell a little story. I'll tell a good story. Yeah, for sure. Are there hopefully getting there, people to do some? Uh, sorry, no. I was gonna say, are there bigger? Are there races that uh, like go much longer than a hundred? Are there? A- they yeah, they got some gnarly shit out there, man. If you look into some stuff, they got two hundred and forty mile trail races that people do that take days to complete, and 
They have stage races where you're going maybe 50 miles a day for a week. Um, they have all sorts of absolutely insane things out there. Um, I don't recommend anyone to do 100 miles. I think it's just far too far of a distance for to run. Yeah. <laughs> However, I like doing them. So yeah. <laughs> if you're gonna bring the competition, maybe maybe you know, yeah. that'd be cool. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's it. You know, you come into an event like this where you are in the best shape of your life, and less, and then one day later, you are in by far the worst shape that you have ever been in. You can hardly walk. You're hobbling around. Your feet are bruised. What is? And it's not. Yeah. So what does recovery look like? I mean, like, do you, do you do fucking massages, ice baths, just fucking lay on the couch and not work for four days and eat a bunch of food, go swimming that was straight through the hot basic, Like, what do you do? That, that was basically it. Yeah. You know, upon finishing, it was, you know, obviously eat as much food as I can. Uh, I ordered some Popeye's chicken sandwiches. <laughs> Shout out. They ate four of them. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, I, yeah, I definitely do ice bath and, I'll, and stuff like that. But I think, obviously, the most important thing, it'll get you 95% of the way there, is eating and sleeping. Yeah. It was, you know, a lot of sleeping, a lot of eating, and that's the most important. Obviously, the ice feels phenomenal for a super inflamed body as well. But, yeah, eating, eating, eating food and a lot of sleep it'll uh it'll repair the body about as good as anything else good um do you uh do you go in the the actual water are you in the pacific a lot like what does that look like yeah yeah i, go to, I was at the beach yesterday you know i go um about as often as i can probably should go more but you know i always feel that gravitational pull towards the mountains more than the ocean yeah but yeah, the uh, that salt water definitely feels good on the body. Yeah, that's I mean that's huge, and obviously mm -hmm. the water's just a little colder there anyway, so you get a little bit of that that oof shock when you get in. Oh yeah, that's what's up. Awesome. Damn, bro. Yeah, it was definitely a long process after the race. I don't think I worked for a week after it, and it was kind of like I took a nap every day. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go for some walks. Yeah, went to with the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take the dog around the block a couple times and yeah. Popeye's chicken every day. Yeah, well, I, I fucking door dashed a lot of those sandwiches, so we had quite a few <laughs> after, after the race. <laughs> now, is the restaurant you work at mostly tourism or Yeah, so it's right there in, you know, the heart of Waikiki. It's a Tommy Bahama restaurant. Uh, so definitely targeted towards a lot of the touristy side of things. I went to, a um, I went to but a yeah, we got a good mix of, you know, everyone that comes in. There's probably a few down there in Florida as well, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I went, literally went to one last weekend. Um, cause I had no way. business partners in town. I swear to God, I went, I, I had business partners in town for a convention and, uh, mm -hmm. we went on Friday night. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of cool. It's all right. Uh, yeah, it was pretty dope. Like the stores right there. I had never seen it before, but the stores right there and just the whole like outside of the store is basically like tables that you can just Yeah, it's it's an interesting setup they do. 
They yeah. try to get you to have drinks on the inside of the restaurant and then walk through the store and not buy a silly shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it works for a lot of idiots, I guess. Oh, I got them. I can't. For $150. $150 Aloha shirt. Jeez. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. Well, damn. That's what's up, though. I mean, do you, uh, do you find yourself, uh, like it's hard to connect with people in that realm because like you live a life so opposite of that no no i'm pretty good at you know connect, connecting with anybody you know i kind of one of those dudes that treats the ceo the same way as the dishwasher i'm still gonna talk shit to you and bust your balls you know okay. uh so i'm i kind of uh you know stay true to myself regardless who i'm around which obviously can be a shock for some people uh, but I'm pretty friggin' laid back, especially, you know, just, just the island vibes, you know, Hawaii in general. Um, that, you know, I'm not high energy. I'm not out to make people, you know, feel feel some type of way, you know. <laughs> that makes sense. That's what's I'm pretty I'm pretty laid back. Yeah, just chilling, living the living the dream. Um, <laughs> are you going back to Rhode Island anytime soon? Shit. nothing's planned no maybe next time someone gets married i will bro that's what but. i asked i'm going uh matt Corey's getting married um in september so I'm oh yeah to- i think i just went back in uh june i my cousin got married so i made the trip out there so i was like oh i gotta see everyone in the family okay that check a couple years <laughs> yeah I, I'll, be, I'll be good for a couple of years so i gotta make a trip back there <laughs> That's just a, nobody really comes out there to see you, I would imagine, right? Your mom. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it seems almost like, uh, almost like a mythical place, you know, like, yeah. it takes a lot of convincing to say, hey, dude, like, you got a free place to stay here in Hawaii if you want to come hang out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, you wouldn't think how, it takes uh, a lot of convincing. How, um, how much is a typical flight? Like how uh, it depends on the time of year, you know, from Boston, you could probably find them from, you know, like 800 bucks, maybe pretty, pretty average. I would say round trip. Okay. That's not terrible. Oh, also always depends on the time of the year too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. It depends on the time of the year. But that's why it's, uh, it's tough to, uh, it's tough to yeah. get out there all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I can't imagine going home cheaper for you than them going out there but I, yeah so if you're I, getting married I, I really have to like you <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no that's funny and and i mean i i think we can all agree that hawaii is a little bit more of a desirable destination than rhode island you know <laughs> so, to each his own right to each his own yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. although like you know, going to Newport and Narragansett is always, you know, it's oh. nice. It, it, especially during the summer and fall, it, it is beautiful. You can't deny that. Awesome. A, but you don't, yeah, but you don't get the the mountains and the mysterious vibe that you would you would probably get being where you are. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a good place to be. Yeah. I enjoy the hell out of it. That's what's up, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get out there eventually. Please do. I'll show you the trails, man. Yeah, I might have to come run with you. That might, that might be my plans. I'll take oh, my yeah. family on on a trip. Me, my girl, and the and the baby will come out there and 
I'll just leave. They'll love it. Yeah. <laughs> love we're, it. We're, we're committed to making him a traveler. We're like, we got <laughs> I didn't travel at, at all, bro. I've never been really anywhere. Um, I've, yeah. The farthest thing I've done is gone to Toronto, which was, <laughs> it's like, not yeah, right. Silly excuse for another yes. country. It's like New York. But yeah, no, <laughs> Florida's further away. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's an hour across the lake. <laughs> um, so I definitely am committed to making my son a traveler. But that's uh, good. Yeah, man. Um, do you have anything else you want to touch on? Anything else you want to ask me? Um, I always like. Nah, man. I think we covered a lot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, everything from what you accomplished, how you accomplished it, you know, talking about visualization and, and the mental aspect comes before, you know, the actual physical day uh, of work. And then, you know, what it's like to, to meet other people in that realm and to just kind of be going through it as you're doing it and going, oh shit, like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. My God, there's my opportunity. Let me push a little bit. Let me push a little mm-hmm. bit. And then when you, when you said like, Oh, you could have caught up. Like it was like two minutes. Like, nah, bro. I left it all out there. They were like, yeah, they were going, yeah, I don't no think I had two unturned. minutes. Yeah. No stone unturned. Like I, I can't imagine the, uh, the fulfillment you got at the end of that. And then, you know, all, all back to recovery and what it takes in order to, you know, fuel your body that way. Um, so I, so many good points that people can walk away from this learning. Uh, but most importantly, don't run a hundred miles. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Thank you know, you do, you do these things because, you know, you do these challenges because some of that interests you. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you do anything because the shit just feels good, you know, accomplishing a goal and figuring out a task, you know, going out for, you know, a run or just exercising in general. It's like, this shit just feels good, you know? So that's why we're doing this. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to schedule a Spartan race for next month with my brother-in-law because they're actually coming, they're coming to Boca, uh, which is 10 minutes for me. So, um, I got a buddy down in Boca now. I used to live without here. Yeah. I don't know what the heck he's doing now. Yeah, he's probably close by. I mean, it's not that Yeah, bad. I think he's probably smoking cigars on the beach is what he's doing. <laughs> he's chilling. Uh, that's good. He should be. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna try to get out there um, with the baby coming. It's a little hard to commit to anything just yet. but I can imagine. Yeah, if all goes well, I'm going to try to do that. But I appreciate your time, brother. I appreciate you sharing. I'm super fucking stoked to watch this documentary and learn more about this entire journey that you went on. Um, keep me updated with, uh, you know, updated uh, upcoming races and stuff. And uh, hopefully we can get you a shoe sponsor and deal. That <laughs> holla at me. <laughs> yeah, holla, holla, holla. <laughs> Bro, appreciate it. Everyone who's listening, um, if you want to follow uh, Eric and his journey and his story, Eric, you want to share uh, where, they can, where they can get some insight from you? Yeah, Instagram is probably the best way to get a hold of me. Uh, I'm always scrolling. Uh, it's Eric W A Z here. Eric Waz here on Instagram. And uh, yeah, slide in my DMs. Get to know me. Yeah. Love talking story. 
There we go. Appreciate you, man. Uh, we'll much love, Dylan. Much love. Yeah, much love. Thank you guys for listening. As always, like, subscribe, share. If you know anyone in that industry, share this with them. Um, and uh, I think the biggest thing you can take away is that uh, if you put enough visualization and, and work into anything, you can probably accomplish it. So that's it. Oh, yeah. Peace out, y'all.